right, so Josh, moving on. We're going to start talking about the Pope Lake Monster here. This one. Uh, well, into- before you do that, though, let's give out the email addresses. Okay, my email address is fallofskywalker at outlook.com. And, and I got a question for you about that, Ryan. Why fall of Skywalker? Why does Skywalker have to fall? <laughs> you know, actually, it's because when I was growing up, I was a huge Sidious fan. Mm-hmm. And when I got to see Revenge of the Sith, when we got to see the younger Sidious, I was like, yes, all right. We get to see how he seduced him to the dark side. You liked Sidious? I did, yes, because I read his, you know, the novel, Darth Plagueis, where you read about him as a kid. And I, just, I want to know more about Sidious. He's a really intriguing character. Evil. He, he is. Well, yes, he's the evil of the Star Wars saga. Yeah, I think it, what they, it, it, they, his his uh, Sith master was Plagueis. Yep, yes, he was. Uh, Darth Plagueis, Plagueis and Plagueis, and then and he ended up with with Plagueis, Plagueis, whatever. He he ended up. Uh, what did he get him drunk or something, and then killed him? Something like that. Yeah, he killed him in his sleep. Yep. Yeah, he's, he what what an underhanded turd. And he killed his parents too. Oh God, his own parents. Yeah, yeah, because his dad was abusive when he was growing up. So when he learned how to use the dark side, he practiced certain techniques. So when he could actually do it, he trapped his his uh, siblings, his brother and his sister. And when the mom and the dad came to rescue them, he killed the mom first, killed his siblings, and then saved his dad for last. Oh, my gosh. That's horrific. And, th- is, and this but- is your role model? No, 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 no. <laughs> Come on, not a role model. No, I just like the character. <laughs> He's an evil character. <clears throat> well, I don't like what he did to, to Vader. Oh, yeah, he totally screwed Vader over. Come on. Yeah, I mean, I can I sympathize or empathize, however you want to say it, with Vader. I think he was a tragic figure, was seduced by the dark side, but uh, Sidious was evil. One of the things evil. I was going to say, though, about that <clears throat> is Sidious, like, I didn't like the way that the direction went where they made it all about him and his, yeah, his that lineage. That was a bad idea. Yeah. And they kind of marginalized Vader and his lineage. So I was always wondering about your, your email, like fall of Skywalker. Like that's, that's crazy. I, I, I never knew what the, why you had that. And yeah. It was, a, I mean, I never said I idolized him, Josh. <laughs> I just like, I thought he was well executed. No. Okay. Cause that would be kind of like, you know, yeah, I had some role models growing up. Ted Bundy, well, John Wayne Gacy, you know. guys in movies. I guess it's a little different. I mean, you know, uh, I don't know. I just, I just don't. I just didn't like his. I don't, I don't like him at all. I think he's just rotten. And of course, he would be a politician. That would make sense that he would go into politics. George Lucas designed him, so you would hate him. See, so you fell for it, dude. Mm-hmm. George I still think for my money, though, the the, the the best, my friend Bane told me this, and uh, he said, the best bad guys for your money are the orcs, because there's nothing oh, likable about them at all. Beats back on the menu, boys. <laughs> exactly. You get The orcs are the worst. I mean, you just got to hate them. But anyways, uh, m- moving on here, my, my email address is, j- is Josh Turner at PRTPodcast.com. It's not as cool as Fall Skywalker, but it's Josh Turner at PRTPodcast.com. And uh, and Ryan's is uh, you know Fall Skywalker at Outlook dot com right? Yep, absolutely. And so you you send us your stories as if you got any crazy stories to send us. Um, Ryan tends to be the researcher. I I bring the stories, but if Ryan's got the stories, he can tell the stories. And and uh, however y'all want to do this, send us your stories for Whisper to a Scream podcast. It's uh, me and Ryan's uh, show, and uh, I'm happy to be here and co-host with him. I'm also the host of Paranormal Roundtable, which comes on every Friday at 7 o'clock p.m. Central. Uh, a Whisper to a Scream, the one we're doing now, of course, comes comes out at 7.15 Central on Sundays. And we have a Q&A that I do on Paranormal Roundtable. It's on YouTube, strictly on YouTube, a Q&A. And uh, you can find it uh, pretty much uh, every Tuesday at 7.30 to 7.45 around that time. And Ryan is the moderator, and he's always in, in, in the chat room messing messing and bugging people. That's right, and I'm always dropping the band hammer, so be that's, careful. That's right. You mess around, you get you get the boot, and he's the hammer. Yep. yep. No excuses. Bye-bye. You're out of here. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So the, the one thing that we were going to talk about, we were going to pick up where we left off with the goat man, and we were going to talk about a, a few things here. But you wanted to get you wanted to go further in depth with the Pope Lick monster. Can you redo the description for the folks at home? 
Absolutely. Public Monster. It's just, it's another version, I guess we could call it, of the Goatman. Now, this is one that's said to live under the trestle at Public Creek. And there's been a lot of murders on this particular bridge. And many people believe that it's the Goatman himself that's doing this because he tends to lure people out with mimicry, like you were saying on the previous episode, Josh, making voices and calling people out. And then he hypnotizes them to actually be hit by an oncoming train. Oh. Now, this is where it gets really interesting, though, because they say that this one has a different origin than all the other Goatmen we've talked about. This one was allegedly a circus freak who vowed revenge after all his mistreatment. And so he ran away from the circus and he found refuge under that trestle. And you know what's what's interesting, Ryan? I'm going to throw this in there. Folks at home, if you're listening, it's not unheard of for people to grow horns. That is That is a real thing. You can look it up, Ripley's Believe It or Not. There used to be a show called That's Incredible. I remember seeing something about, I don't I don't know if that's the show. I'm not 100% if that was the one I saw it on. But there was a woman that had a horn growing out of her head. So th- those people that had that, you know, the horns or whatever, they, they would end up as freaks, circus freaks. So that could make sense. And, you know, I mean, let's, 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 let's think about it. I mean, it could be, of course, it, it happened, what, how many t- decades ago? Do you have any idea, like, how long ago that this this circus freak supposedly uh, was alive? You know, they actually never gave an exact date, but there is a second version of this goat man that lives here. Well, what what if what if this? What if that circus freak died, and this is his angry spirit? There now, there's a third. There you go. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, go ahead. Second second theory. A lot of the locals actually believe that the monster is actually a reincarnated farmer who actually sacrificed goats all for satanic powers. Mm. Yeah, see, we're getting a little dark here, folks, so don't get too disturbed. But this is what a lot of the locals believe. And they will tell you that if you go out on certain nights, then this goat man will be stalking you to sacrifice you for satanic abilities. Mm. Now, which, is that too far-fetched? Not really. Well, I mean, the the, the, the idea, you know, like, okay, so people are seeing a goat, man type entity creature so they obviously come up with theories and ideas of what it could be just like on the last one we were talking about the one in maryland the theory is that he was some sort of experiment you hear that all the time with dog man with goat man with bigfoot you know mothman it's like oh an experiment it was radiation or there was some kind of you know they were testing something or something but I, I, I really, I really think that these are just just made up theories to try to explain these creatures, which I believe could be some sort of supernatural entities, and whether they're Nephilim or, you know, whatever. I mean, I think they've existed for a long, long time. Unless you, now the circus freak theory that that could hold water. Maybe it's an angry spirit, a dis, a disembodied angry spirit. You wouldn't want to call it an apparition because, you know. Yeah, I might get yelled at for you. might get term. yelled at in a group for saying that. But <laughs> that's a, that's a joke. Oh, it's a joke between me and Ryan there. Somebody somebody yelled at him in a group for it. But uh, bottom line is we don't know. Nobody knows, okay, in any of this stuff. It's all speculation. And me and Ryan aren't professing to be like we're not the, the authorities on these things. We're just trying to trying to come up with some sort of idea. And we're giving you the theories that we've been, that we've heard. Okay. See what you know, Josh. I was hired by the goat man to write his autobiography. Wow. Okay. Wow. This is awkward because so was I. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. So we need to talk to Jake about that. In fact, fact, folks, the goat man's name is Jake. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about this off air, Ryan. This is not something to air out here. Told me his name was Jerome. It'd be better to talk about it off air. <laughs> okay, all right. So, moving on. I, I thought Jim Brewer was the goat man. Was it <laughs> Jim Brewer on Saturday Night Live? Uh, but uh, no, seriously though, let's get. Let, let, t- tell me more about this public creature. Like, uh, okay, so a lot of people like to go to this bridge in order to do what they call legend tripping. Okay, they want to prove that this is false, that nothing really happens. Okay, mm-hmm. but many people that have gone there. Many see something. They actually have something on film or they come back with some kind of feeling or premonitions even that they've seen the goat man in visions or they heard it mind speak to them. And a lot of people think that this is a it's abandoned trestle that's no longer in use. It's not the case. This thing is still commonly used 
and there's still things going on on this trestle. So you really do have to look at the supernatural aspects of this trestle and kind of wonder what's going on with this. You know, the death toll, it's actually, it's a very high death toll on that trestle. A lot of people have been killed either by the train hitting them or they fell off the trestle on the top of it. You got to kind of stop and think, is something luring them onto this and making them just sit there when a train comes? Because mm. you're going to hear a train. Anybody that's ever grown up near train tracks, you hear those trains coming long before you see them. Yeah, and you know what it sounds like. It's very unique. So if you're going to just stand on a train track or a trestle when a train's coming, what's making you do that? Yeah, Are you getting <laughs> well i mean barring barring some sort of i mean i'm being kind of kind of joking but kind of not i mean barring some sort of you know psychoactive drug i mean i would say that you're probably uh if you're not under the influence of alcohol or some sort of uh illegal substance you're probably i don't know hypnotized courage but i mean with alcohol are you really gonna sit there and be like i'm stronger than this oncoming train i don't think so no, I don't. I mean, maybe it's not a matter of them feeling like they're stronger than the train. Maybe they actually are like, like we had talked about. Maybe, maybe they're under a trance. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. I would definitely say that. It just makes you wonder, though, where this thing derives its powers from. Is it really that farmer that sacrificed goats to get satanic powers? What if, comp- if the, 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 the sacrificing and, and doing all that, the, that stuff, you know, the, the, the evil stuff? gave this demon whatever it is the this power and it, it, it just it, it just brought it into existence could be a tulpa I mean, yes yeah say that you beat me to it josh curse you uh, don't curse me curse the goat man's bridge let me let me ask you this do, do you want to explain to the audience what the tulpa is yeah it's you know when we think of something say someone's thinking of a dog man your your thoughts do take energy your energy takes forms and it's possible that maybe so many people are thinking of this goat man or whatever you want to call them. And so all the energies are coming together and creating what you want to call life for this goat man. It's actually coming to life and it's coming into our world. It's a belief that creates basically. Yeah. The power of your beliefs is a very, very strong thing. Yeah. The, the Shaolin monks believe big time in, in, in the, the power of the, uh, that's that's the tulpa, you know, the 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 monks and the monasteries, the Buddhist monks. You know, that's very, very uh, pa- uh, powerful belief, you know. And that's that, why they that, you to be careful of your thoughts or not to linger on certain things because you could manifest these things. That's what. Well, that's that's the old Mexican folklore. Growing up, my mother's Mexican, of course, and and I heard, you know, don't talk about stuff because you'll talk it up. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to talk about La Chusa, La Llorona. Uh, the chupacabra you're not supposed to talk about the okokoi the fantasmo you're talking about those things and next thing you know you see it they're like you brought it up well that's kind of how you know it's it works you know the interesting thing is too is the people in pope lick they actually do believe that if you talk about the goat man it's a way of stirring him up that he's always there but if you talk about him he somehow hears your thoughts and he hears what you're talking about and it summons him to you wow and that does sound like a a very big way that's disturbing too i mean that's also very creepy i mean the thought that you could just go out and just mention it Uh and it's there it's like it's always there kind of lingering in you know but it but it manifests itself through the power of your thoughts yeah he's just waiting for you to really start to summon him in some way and by talking about him by mentioning his name it lures him out and in return he lures you out to that bridge so you can get hit by a train well, what about what? Because, like you know, in in the the last part we did last week, we were talking about the um, the, the two women that that had the thing hit their vehicle, and then after that, it was like they had this detachment that was trying to talk and mimic and and getting their children and to 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 hear it. Uh, they didn't see it after that, but they did hear it. Almost like they were chosen. It's very like weird. Um. I have to wonder if maybe that's kind of along the line of the Fae. Because in many stories of the Fae, you hear how they choose a family and they keep coming back to various family members and they hunt them down, they stalk them, they just bug them. They're notorious little bastards, you know? And I got to wonder if in some way the Goatman does the same thing. 
Well, they're all from the same family, possibly. I mean, they could all be like just just like different names, you know, like just like in the Middle East, they call them the Jinn. They we call them demons. The the in the in Ireland and England, they call them Fey. I mean, they could all be just different cousins of the same family. They could be. They could very well be. The Book of Enoch talks about the Nephilim have being like the, the like evil spirits for all time. You know, I have a question for you. Okay. Now you said that that, that there was a couple. That had an incident at the the bridge. Yes, it was actually a couple of young lovers. They were walking along this trestle bridge, actually, and one night they were just taking a stroll, just minding their own business, and lo and behold, the goat man appeared to them, and he came right after them. He didn't even waste any time with hypnosis or trying to mimic them. He just came right for them, and luckily the the boyfriend had enough wits and enough courage to try to fight him off. And they actually need him, you know, right where it counts the most, where you don't want to hit a guy. And they, you know, they got away from this guy. But even after they got away from the goat man, they still suffered from tremendous PTSD. The girl in the relationship actually had nightmares of this goat man. Like he was right in her house. You know, and she thought she was hallucinating because every time she closed her eyes, she would imagine him standing in her living room or in her kitchen. Or if she was taking a shower, she would have this image of him sitting in the bathroom. You know, so obviously by getting away from him, you really did not get away from him. What, what did it look like? They described it just as everybody else does, you know, with the long horns, the straight horns. And he's about seven, eight feet tall, black, black fur that's on his shoulders and his head, his neck. But his torso, his chest and his torso are bare. Until you get down to his hips, that's where the fur starts to kick in again. Then he has the goat legs, but he's always carrying that axe. And she described either reddish eyes that were, you know, that would flash real quick, or he had the golden colored eyes that would also flash bright light from him. It's terrifying. I mean, even if it's something that she was just seeing, you know, seeing something like that, how do you get over that? Well, whiskey helps, I guess. <laughs> I don't know about it. I mean, if she was seeing him when she closed her eyes, I mean, passing out drunk, it's the last thing you want to do. Well, I can tell you this. Okay. I got a story. Uh oh. And I got this one came out of Arkansas. And these people were camping and it was like actually I think in Arkansas, Missouri area, like like kind of it was in the in the Ozarks. And uh and I can't remember if they were from Missouri and they went to Arkansas or they crossed from Arkansas into Missouri. I don't anyways, they they were it, the, the story I got it, it, I've had it for a while and we've been saving it so we could do the show together. And this, 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 we had talked, folks. We, me and Ryan had talked about this months and months ago about doing a Goatman episode and making it the third or fourth because we were going to start off with uh, what we did the Gugweed and then the Genosqua. And then, you know, so this stuff's been going on. We've been talking and planning this for a while. But here, here's one I got. And I wanted to save it for that because the Pope Look Monster kind of, kind of reminds me of this thing. But this thing was black and it was very aggressive. And uh, it had curved horns like a ram. Okay. Yeah, and the and there was a couple, and they were they were camping near some water, and or a lake, and you could I mean the lake was just right there, you know, like fifty yards from the lake, <clears throat> and they said that in the middle of the night they heard something snorting, snorting around, and like like literally sniffing like snort, but it sounded like a snorting. That's how they said. Kind of like a mad bull. Yeah, and like yeah, exactly, like like almost like a bull. And they said that at some point, at one point, you know, the, she, the the female, she woke up and she was like telling her, her, her boyfriend, his name was John. She was like, John, I hear something outside, you know, and they were in a tent in one of those kind of a big, you know, big tents, whatever. It was a six person tent. So it was a pretty big tent. And she, he was like, the thing started to kind of move. And she was like, I, I hear something like something sniffing around, you know, and they did have some friends with them. But the mm-hmm. friends were staying in a really small camper, and they wanted privacy, so they stayed out in the tent closer. You know, they they were more like, "Hey, I want to be closer to nature," type thing. So they stayed in the tent. The other couple stayed in a very small camper, and so they were like, "Well, he's like, well, maybe it's our friends." And she was like, "No, I hear something moving," and, and and it moved the tent again. And he goes, "Okay, I, I felt that." And uh, then th- there's like this little flap where you can you know, lift up or whatever and look, and there's just like a netting, you know, you got like the mosquito type netting. And so 
he, she opened up the, the flap. She goes, should I look? And he goes, well, go ahead. It's probably just a drunk person or something. You know, there were people down the road partying, you know, earlier. And so she, she goes over to the thing and, and she opens the flap and she sees this black hulking thing like walk by. And she was like, whoa, what was that? So she let the flap go. And just then the tent gets like torn, like like it just literally and this arm comes through, this this clawed looking black arm. The way that she described the hand looked almost like a gorilla. But like with the big claws, she's like it was black, like a gorilla's, but not like like how a gorilla's looks. Almost like how like if you took a human and and gorilla with the gorilla's like skin and and whatever. So shorter fingers then. Yeah, reg almost like human like fingers, but looked like the gor- the flesh of a gorilla. That's how she described it. And she and they said that that it tore like open the front of the tent, just got ripped open, and they could see, like it just like ripped it in half. And they just like could see like the stars, like immediately they could just see everything. The tent was completely torn, like obliterated. And she fell off to one side and he fell off to the other. And they both kind of got up and started to run in, in different directions. And they, when she looked back, because it was all her description, he didn't want to talk about it. So she said that she turned around and then she started to head toward the camper when she got her bearings about her and her, her, her boyfriend, fiance, had taken off in the other direction. And this thing went toward her at first and then charged towards the boyfriend. Uh-oh. And then he ended up cutting back out of the woods and there was like a road right there and he ran over the road and went around so, like a trash can and then ended up going onto the other side of the uh, the camper. She ran inside the camper woke up the couple that they were with. They looked outside. The guy did have a firearm and he saw that this thing, you know, chasing or, or stalking, I should say the, the guy who had ran around the other side of the camper and uh, he walked outside bravely after having seen this creature to save his friend. And the friend came around, you know, complete, did a complete circle around it. And then he said, let's get back inside. Just then the thing came back into view he pointed and he shot, and the thing moved. It, it, he's pretty sure he didn't hit it, and the, the the buckshot hit a tree, and the thing ran off into the woods. Wow. They got a good description of it. Now, it was black, okay? The horns, they, it had curved horns like a ram's head. They, they said it had like a muzzle, looked just like a, like a ram, like, like, the, like the head of a ram, and very big, broad shoulders, but the legs... Here's what's unique about this. The legs, the legs were not goat-like, okay? It looked like it had regular feet. And oh. the legs looked almost like how people would describe, like, the gugwi, you know? Interesting. So I wonder if this is where they got the idea for sheep squatch. I, I, I don't know. I mean, but it just, that was weird. I thought that was interesting. So you got this this attack on the tent, you know? They did say that they they had had chili dogs, so they had some food in there maybe, and this that's why this thing came. But they said it was like really shaggy hair, like really, really shaggy, and uh, it had black hands, um, black feet. That's all they could tell me. You know, it was just pretty much that, you know. They don't remember anything unique like glowing eyes or anything like that. It was it was definitely a physical thing, and what happened, it was it manifested as physical anyway. There wasn't even there wasn't any aftershocks like they didn't have any stories of them hearing voices or anything like that. Um, Interesting. So, so what do you think of that? I mean, I don't even know what to make of that. I mean, it does make me wonder if that's where the sheep squatch legend came from because people claim to see that too. Yeah. And those who want to know sheep squatch, it's a cryptid that people are seeing out there that have the Bigfoot body, the Bigfoot legs, Bigfoot feet, but it has a goat's head, hence the name sheep squatch. And Ryan, tell tell the listeners at home where where is this located at the Sheep Squatch? You know, Sheep Squatch was first in Virginia. A lot of people claim that they were seeing this thing in West Virginia, North Virginia, all the places in Virginia. But now they're starting to have seen this thing in you know New York, back east in Massachusetts. You know, and you mean like and, upstate New York? Yeah, hmm. you know, and they're seeing it down in Arizona. There was a report that came in from Arizona about a Sheep Squatch, and I was just going, "Oh, terrific, great! Yeah, I'm not going outside for the rest of my life. Awesome." Okay. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to make of Sheep Squatch, though. I really don't. It's just, it's a strange thing that seems a bit too strange for me. 
And if it does exist, I have to wonder if maybe that's a tulpa as well. Because, I mean, it's just, it doesn't seem likely. A goat with eight feet or, you know, bipedal legs like humans, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, it, it, it's weird, right? I mean, because you would think that if it is a goat type entity, but but also think about this, though. The, the, the legs of a goat with the upper body of a man, though, and then the head of a goat or the head of a man. I mean, it's it's all weird. I mean, it's all weird. You can't you can't say like, oh, well, that's just too weird for me because it's all weird. Yeah, but for some reason, though, the thing with the goat's head and the goat's legs and the human body just seems to make a little bit more sense to me. I mean, really, how would something with a goat's head have a, a Bigfoot's body, essentially? It just does not make any sense. Or human legs, you mean? Right, right. So let, me, so let me propose this. Let me ask you this question. We're talking about the experiments and, 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 and all that from the creature from Maryland. What, right. if, what if this one, that's what that is? What if this is genetic manipulation or the attempt by some alphabet agency to try to... Uh, to create a hybrid. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, like, this was a very physical thing, and it didn't do any of this. It didn't. It didn't exhibit any of the supernatural abilities that you would associate with. That could be. That could yeah. very well be. I wouldn't want to see one of those, though. I mean, can you imagine how terrible that thing must look? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to see any of it. Oh. I mean, I don't know. I mean, but uh, I got another one. You can consider this one. Okay. Fire okay. away. All right, so this one happened up in Washington, and these people were walking on a trail. And now here, get this, this area, okay, this was in between, uh, or it's outside of Olympia. Okay, and all right. A little bit, yeah, in, in, in the wooded area around Olympia. Uh, very beautiful area. I was up there a couple summers ago. It's very, it's very nice, very beautiful, very pleasant drive. And I drove from Portland to uh, up to uh, Seattle. Mm-hmm. And I had a really good time there. But um, anyways, th- this 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 couple was walking and they were just walking down a trail and they were hiking, they're walking and talking. And the girl says something to the guy. Okay. And he said something back to her. And then the phrase that they had been, that they had both said, okay, those words were repeated. Oh, so it echoed them. Yeah. And they were like, Whoa, what was that? And like, like the girl said that. And then she heard, Whoa, what was that? Like right after that. And what they were talking about was just something innocuous. It wasn't like, you know, they were just talking about, and I think it actually, they were talking about what, like something about the, the sister's boyfriend or something, her sister's boyfriend. And if I remember correctly, they were talking about how she didn't like him because he was in some band or something and he was a loser and blah, blah, blah. But she was like, he seems like a, he's, he's a real loser. The guy's like, yeah, it seems like it. Then they hear that, you know, there's like this, uh, repeat of what what he she said and then he said and then she's like well what was that and then they hear well what was that and then they see up the trail this large creature that was squatted down and then it stands up and this thing had the same description not not exa- not identical because it wasn't black it was like a light brownish color like a, or a dark brownish color i'm sorry like they described it as almost like a walnut brown, and it okay. had like the the curved horns. They, they weren't real big. The horns weren't real pronounced, and it came out uh, between two trees, and it stood there in, in in the path on the trail, straddling the trail, and it was probably about seven eight feet tall. That's about how tall the other one was too. Is it about seven eight feet tall, and it was staring at them, and they know that 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 the this thing. That, that exhibited something because it, you know, it obviously mimicked them and they knew that that was what that was. Like that thing absolutely had mimicked their voices and it was just standing there and, and it had the, this is weird. It had like the hawk legs, like the backward bent hawks, you know, like a, like not like the hawk, the animal, but like the hawks, you know, of like a dog, how a dog legs are mm-hmm. and where, the, the 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 foot should have been was just stretched out almost like how the dog man's legs look the feet but they came down to the bottom of this weird looking little paw looking thing and the, the and they were just looking at this and going like what is that but it had the head of like a ram and the it had arms but it was tall and skinny and it didn't have the shaggy hair like the one in arkansas 
it just had like a the the like the sparse hair, like a man's hair on the upper body, but then the legs had like the kind of a goat looking legs or the not not the legs, the hair. Uh-huh. But then it ended in a, like a weird looking foot. That's weird. Was it a hoof or was it just no? A it wasn't. It was, they didn't see a hoof. No, I mean, and but they they you know and they weren't that far away from it. Forty yards, fifty yards, you know, and they could they could see it. They were just like, what is that? And then it just like looked at them and then just walked, kept on going, walked across the trail and into the woods. That's interesting. That is an interesting encounter. And then they turned, of course, and ran back the other way. Now that area is very, is just inundated with Bigfoot Sasquatch sightings. Mm-hmm. But they yeah. were adamant that this was not, they were not, they were like, this was not a Bigfoot. Absolutely not a Bigfoot. This was a goat man. I was wondering if maybe it was some type of Sasquatch. It was just wearing like a headdress or something, possibly a goat's head. But okay, you kibosh that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it shows signs of intelligence. So if it's repeating them, it obviously knows what it's doing. Well, I mean, if you if you if you take like that encounter and you put it together with the encounter from the one that happened in Missouri. All right. So, anyways, that was just my wife calling. That's where the hell I was at. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so, anyways, if you take that the, the, those two encounters, that that seems to be a very similar creature, but not quite, um, not exactly, because the legs were straight on that creature from the the Ozarks, and I've gotten some weird reports out of the Ozarks of dogmen and different types of things. Now, those two together, very similar, but not quite there's some differences it's just it's baffling to actually think about how there's this two three four maybe like five different goat-headed beings running around well i mean what do you think about the dogman variants i mean you have the different types of sasquatch you have the different types of dogman and you have the different types of goatman i mean when people think of goatman there's two different there's basically there's two basic things that they come to mind one is the satyr looking the human head the right. goat legs, you know, um, you know, and the, but then there's the the goat head with the 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 bot, upper body of a man, and then and then that's that that's the two you get. But what you, right. what people don't realize is that there is more than that. There's different types of legs, different types of the upper body is almost always like a man. Yeah, different eyes. Different eyes. The hair is different. The people up in Washington, they didn't. The eyes did not. They they didn't they did the eye they didn't notice anything different or unusual about the eyes. It was broad daylight, like four in the afternoon, and it was spring. Now yeah, some say he has more goat like eyes. Others say that he has human like eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and then you got the the weird looking horns, the weird looking legs, mm-hmm. um, but they're different. They're all different. And then and then you know there's different types of horns. There's like a ram looking creature, you know, which those two last two were. You have the creature that looks more like a goat, and then you have the one that has the the weird looking like ibex looking horns that go up real high. You know, I right. mean, it, it's a, it's a whole mixed bag. I mean, and and you know, when when I get dogman reports, I, I would tell like like I would go on Vic's show and I would tell him, look, I don't I don't I, I don't know anything about all these dogman variants. Okay, I told him I'm not going to get into type one, type three, type six, type type 7a 8b you know i don't know all that i'm not playing battleship i don't know what all this is all i you know all i know is that you know i'm not getting into that all i know is that this is the report i got and people can file it under whatever the heck they want to file it under but i think that there are different variants of the goat man just as there is with the dog man and just like there is with the uh the bigfoot i have a possible theory for that now, if we go back to what we were talking to on the previous episode about the tilpas, right? Uh-huh. Maybe we're seeing these variants because it's the concept to different people. Mm. And yes, there's some basic similarities. You know, they're going to kind of look the same to a degree, but everybody thinks of something differently, though. No detail is going to be exactly the same as a person before them or after them. So maybe if they're tilpas, it's just the the concept, the whole idea of how they think of them, how they visualize them. And how they manifest is because of how people individually think of these things. Yeah, so I mean, so it's influenced by your preconceived notions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, they read details in a story they see on a show, so they get the general idea, the basic idea. And then when they start, you know, manifesting these things themselves, it kind of varies to a degree, and these things come out looking different. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, if it's a tulpa, if it's not, then, you know, I'm not sure how to explain the variances on that one. But if it is some kind of spiritual being or a tulpa, then that could very well explain it right there. Well, what about this? What if they are, you know, like, like, and here's another theory. I mean, like we can postulate on this. What if, what if there is like more than one thing going on? Like there's, there is a normal, not normal. Let's say there's a, an entity going around. That's the goat man, blah, blah, blah. But then there's also some sort of genetic manipulation experiment thing going on. Okay. Uh, By human agencies, human agents. Um, what if there is experimentation that's going on, um, by interdimensional extraterrestrial, whatever you want to call it beings, you don't know. I mean, maybe they're checking, you know, like genetic manipulation from, you know, whatever, or it could be like, you know, the Atlanteans, the Lemurians, maybe they did this, you know, maybe there's some sort of like reason that they created these creatures. I mean, to be like beasts of burden, Maybe maybe they're Nephilim. You know, there's all these different theories you could you could propose. Maybe they're interdimensional. They come from a place where they're, they're the humans. I mean, there's all kinds of, of of wild theories you could come up with. I mean, it doesn't have to be just one answer. And you could be dealing with all of the above. Mm-hmm. I sound Boy, cra- crazy talking about up. that, but I mean, when you get as many weird stories as we do, I mean, mm-hmm. you're gonna be like, wow, this is crazy because you you know you have uh, stories of these things doing um, just crazy stuff. I mean, okay, I have one for you. Okay. All right, now this one happened in Greece. And oh. uh, yeah, and there's a, there's a guy who, I'm not going to tell you how I know him. I mean, it's just not that important. But anyway, I know this guy from, from my downtown days, whatever, and he's an Albanian Greek, actually. But uh, he was telling me that he lived in an area not, not far outside of Athens, and, and when he was a kid, the he this is this isn't like a an aggressive or violent encounter by any means. So it kind of it kind of it, it was just more along the lines of I saw this weird thing, right? So he was riding his bike and he heard this like kind of bell like noise, like a rattling of a bell. And he looked down the hill from where he was at, and and as he was riding his bike down the hill, he sees this what he this is what he claims he told me and two or three of my really good friends just a long time ago because we were talking about seeing this wolfman type creature you know of course we were talking about that and he said well i I haven't seen anything like that but i saw what looked like a goat man so he told me this story this happened a long time ago and it's not real like i said it's not a real it's, it's nothing terrifying or anything like that but he just said he looked down and he saw this goat looking entity walking Carrying like uh, the way he described it, you know how people carry gourds like uh, jugs over their necks. Oh, yeah. yeah, and he was carrying two gourds over his neck, and wow, he was man. walking, and there was like a little bell, like a little thing around his neck, like like a, and walking in front of him was a was a normal man. Oh wow! Yeah, and the, he said this thing had the hooves like a goat. It had the head that looked like a cross between a man and a goat. He said it was like a short snout. It looked almost like a, like if you were to take a man's face and kind of morph it into a goat, if that makes sense. And he said that it was walking along, and this the guy in front of him was walking a donkey. Well, interesting. Is that not yeah. weird? I mean, like, and, and you're going like, okay, this supposedly happened when he was a kid living in Greece. And so, making cedar, maybe cedar fawn. I, you you tell me. I mean, and I asked him, and I was like, "Are you sure that these?" You know, and yeah, that's the first thing that came to mind as you were describing this thing was a cedar. Yeah, I mean, but but it had almost like a cross between a the the goat. It mm-hmm. had like the the cross between a head of a goat and a head of a man. Okay, so weird. Yeah, it was very weird. And then and then, but he he said he was like down this kind of a windy road, and he lived up on a hill. And so that he saw it down the hill and it was walking uh, where there was an area where the, where the where the road kind of forked off and it went off to the left and they were off going down and then they were going back down the hill. And he said, I sat there and I looked right at it for like, you know, five solid minutes, dude. He goes, I know what I saw. And he said wow, that, that it looked just like a goat on two legs with a part, like an upper body of a man. And it didn't, it was, it was just walking behind a guy carrying like jugs 
that's wow that's fascinating though so was the guy maybe like its slave or was he the guy's slave well the guy was just walking a donkey he was just they were just slowly walking together so they were buddy buddy i i guess i mean i I don't know i just he didn't go down the hill to find out because it was scary to him you know but then when he he said here's the here's another weird aspect to this story he said that when he told his dad his dad was was there with one of the neighbors and they were there it was in a very rural area that they lived in and right. they had a small little farm you know with a few animals and stuff and he said the neighbors his he played with his kids they were the same age or whatever and he said when he told the the neighbors or whatever he said yeah i told my kids not to go down that that area over there down there because of that weird looking thing that, that guy has on his on his place oh okay so they know that it existed all right. Yeah, because so, there were rumors of that. He said up to that point he had never heard about it, and his dad told him, he's like, well, just leave it alone, and, and it'll leave you alone. That's what he wow. told him. So it was like it was something that was had already been seen and was known. That's kind of creepy in a way, though, because people knew about it. Yeah, and it wasn't like they, they just, like, stayed away from it or mm-hmm. – I don't know. It was weird. It was like they just, like, it was there, and they just were like, okay, this thing exists. We just stay so away from clearly, that guy and that thing, <laughs> you know. Clearly, it wasn't a circus freak or anything like that. It was some living being that they already knew about. Mm-hmm. That's so strange, though. I mean, they never offered any explanation to what it was, though, huh? No. Huh. And then, he, and then he said he was probably like nine years old. I think he said he was nine. And then he came to the United States when he was eleven. So, and he's so about, he's, he's about my uh, age now. So yeah, I mean, it's, that's weird. I that still alive. Do what? Where if that thing's still alive over there? You know, at, at the time he told me this story, I think we were in our mid twenties or mid. No, I was no, 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 no. I think I was closer to thirty, and we're almost the same age. Okay. He 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 works as a manager of a strip strip bar now. <laughs> I I don't go into that strip club, folks. I do not. I have a wife, and I honestly I've never been a fan of strip clubs. So before anybody gets any ideas, I'm not going in those strip clubs. But the guy does run a strip club but anyway yeah and and last time i saw him i was like 30 years old dude but uh i haven't seen him in 15 years but tells you how old i am that but, is uh, really you know because the people knew about it so it makes you wonder if they're covering it up in a way yeah and and when he told me that story i was with two or three of my friends and we were talking like i said about the wolf man because i told a story on on dogman encounters about uh, a dj friend of ours out in Marfa, Texas, that had a dogman encounter from from Halloween, and when the DJ friend of ours was talking, this this guy, who was also a DJ at that time, and okay. and part time door guy at a strip bar, um, that that I was friends with some of the people that that ran it or whatever, but he was like saying, yeah, man, he goes, I seen something weird when I was a kid, and I never could explain it. And I kept asking him questions about it. And he's like, that's all I know. I can't tell you anymore because you know how I badger people. And so I was just like, come on, dude, you know, I got to get this story, you know? And so that was one of the ones I wrote down in my journal, you know, but I I didn't tell that on the goat man episodes that I've done on PRT just because I didn't really, it it wasn't scary. It was just kind of, it was just kind of weird. It was just kind of there. I kind of like to get the more spookier stories out, you know, but Talking about it with you, you know, we're, ta- we're we're delving into the whole Goatman phenomena like deep. You know what I mean? So this is the perfect time to bring that story up because it, what was that? That story was still kind of scary, though. I mean, just the fact that something like that existed and that people knew about it, it's kind of frightening in itself. It's kind of freaky, but, you know, there's not, not really nothing to it. It wasn't hurting anybody. No, I mean, there was no not- stories of it killing anything. or right. It's not a rated R story, but it's still kind of terrifying in a sense that people knew about this thing and almost mm-hmm. like you're the fact that it existed it's kind of strange well i got one i got another one for you if you want to hear a scary one i mean one that's oh, this one yeah, yeah. The audience scary josh so fire away on the scary yeah so you know that i've talked many times about the area around flagstaff folks if you're if you're anywhere around flagstaff leave okay because oh, thanks <laughs> i get dude i get so many weird stuff stories out of that area like it's just weird you know so i've talked about flagstaff before it's a nice beautiful area folks it really is it's like a it's like the opposite it's like of of the rest of arizona it's like this beautiful green oasis in the middle of a desert you know 
very true. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very beautiful. But, uh, th- there's a story I got, there, there were some people, I had told a story once about a, a, li- a giant lizard that was killing like a, an elk. Um, I got that one out of that Flagstaff area. There was a haunted, uh, hotel there. A lot of weird stuff there in that area. But, uh, this story I got was right out of Flagstaff and, you know, Flagstaff's not far from the Canyon, you know? And so these people had stopped to uh, stay the night there in Flagstaff, and they they were at a uh, trailer like a like they were pulling a uh, RV. So they parked their RV and for the night, whatever. And then there was like a little trail. And the next day, when they woke up before they decided to push on to the canyon, and they said, "Let's go for a little walk," you know. And so it was a, an elderly couple, and this was told by their grand uh, son. And he said that his grandmother and grandfather and grandmother, this, this happened like back in the seventies, they decided to go for a walk and they were, they were walking up a trail and they said that they smelled something like, and I forgot to mention that too, in the story, but the one with the Ozarks, there was like a smell, like oh. a stench, like livestock. And they said that it smelled terrible. It smelled like a uh, poop and pee from like cattle or something, you know? Yuck. Yeah. And so they, they, they stopped and they're like, you smell that? And she was like, oh, it's terrible. And the, the grandmother looks to the right and not even 15, 20 yards from her, there was this creature bent, bent down over like a log and it had what looked like a dog and it was tearing, like it was tearing the dog apart. Oh, boy, these things hate dogs. They do. They absolutely seem to hate dogs. And so they were like, what the heck? And she said, it looked like somebody's, you know, golden retriever or something. And she said it tore her up. Like she was just like, oh my gosh. And they they said this thing stood up and was like chewing, like it was eating. And it had, it had canine type teeth with like a protruding snout and a really pronounced goatee. Like that's where the word comes from goat tea, you know? And this goat, this goat looking, but it had like a goat looking head and it had pointy horns and, but it was scrawny. It was a very scrawny, like skinny looking thing with a weird splotchy fur on it. Oh, and then the, the, the hair was gray. It was like a smoke gray. And then it had, sorry, I get my clear my throat. And, but it had like the, the classic goat like legs. It was standing behind a log so they didn't see. The, the legs didn't, whether it went down into like uh, hooves or not, you know. And the guy that told me this story, you know, he gave me this story not too long ago. He, he said that he got as many details as he could out of it. His grandpa, his grandfather and grandmother had told him this story multiple times and that it just kept doing what it was doing. And then it made kind of like a, like a hissing noise, mm-hmm. you know, and they both took off running. I can and see why. So they got the heck out of there, you know, and they were like in their mid thirties or something when it happened, you know, so this was a long time ago. And so that makes me wonder, why do these things hate dogs so much? Is it because dogs protect us or what? Beats me. I mean, th- those people were lucky though, to get out of there while it was just chewing on whatever the, whatever it had, the dog it had, you know? And, uh, and here, here's the thing. The man remembers an ax being laying next to the log. Aha. Uh-huh, okay. He saw an ax. Mm. Okay. And that it had some sort of strap over its back, which is weird, you know. And but then the woman says she don't remember nothing; just remembers seeing this creature, this gray-looking creature. And they took off running, and they were gone. And it had oh, yeah. like splotchy, woolly fur. That was it. I mean, you know, she just remembers a dead dog. And and but there was another. There was another incident I got that that somebody had told me, and this was very brief. This one wasn't like a long one. Now you're gonna love this. You're gonna love this one. Okay. Uh-oh. This happened right outside of Tucson. Because oh. <laughs> I have these together in my in my notes, dude, and they're both Arizona, so I got to tell them, you know. That's so, <laughs> yeah, dude, in the highway, dude, dude. Oh, come on. Okay, dude. yeah, you're not far from there, dude. I've been I've been wanting to t- I've been meaning to tell you. Be careful. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. That's settled. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I know you live close to there, so I was gonna kind of. I told you I had something to hit close to home. Here we go. So anyway, so so these people were driving down the highway. This happened not that long ago, maybe like five or six years ago. And they were driving down the highway. And the the guy originally thought, man, I'm, I'm just getting, he got really sleepy. And he was like nodding. He's like, man, I got to pull over, you know. So right before he decides to pull over, he sees this thing on the side of the road. He slows down. 
And at first he thought it was like a really tall man. And then when he pulled up, like he got a little bit closer as he's slowing down, he's like, what the heck is that? And he, he yells it out loud. His brother and his wife are in the back seat of their, of the SUV. His wife is in the front seat with him and they all kind of wake up. Cause he's like, what the heck? And he's like screaming and he swerves back off back onto the highway. They all said that it looked like a really tall, uh, they said it was white. Okay. It had pointy horns that kind of curved. And here's what's weird. One of the horns looked almost like it was broken, like it, like it had snapped or something. They all kind of agreed on that and that it was holding an ax. It was definitely holding an ax, but like holding it downward and that it was just kind of like looked at them with its mouth open, kind of like it was shocked to see them. And like, they, like, oh no, these people are seeing me, but maybe because they, they were close enough to almost hit it. So they swore because well, it walked out onto the side of the road and they swerved back onto the highway. Maybe an open mouth, though, is kind of its way of bearing it to the show aggression. Yeah, they said that it looked more startled. Okay, that, that's, that. that's that's the impression that I got to the two people that I talked to about it. But in both of these people that gave me the story, one was the driver and the other one was the the woman that was in the, which had been his sister-in-law in the back seat. And she had a good look at it. The wife had wanted nothing to do with talking about it. But uh, yeah, and so th- so that it just was real quick, and they got back on the highway. But they all agreed that it was holding some sort of bladed object that looked like a hatchet. Oh, okay. So the axe comes into play again. Yeah, like a hatchet. Yeah. That's so interesting. I wonder why that is the weapon of choice for these things. I don't know. Maybe I mean, they're first quick. I don't know. Well, think about think about dwarves. You know, they're they're known to use hammers. You know, and there's like there's all these different types of weapons that that, that these different entities use. Uh, goblins are known for arrows. Maybe there's something to that. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm, I'm trying to piece this together just like you are. You know what I mean? But I mean, I just think it's so weird that these, I'm sorry, go ahead. It's confusing, but it's fascinating at the same time though, because they all seem to choose the ax. Mm-hmm. So is it something that's bred into them to do so, or is it something they just learn on their own? Here's an interesting theory too. Now I'm going to, I'm going to throw this out there because of the ax thing. Now, okay. not all these stories involve, you know, an axe wielding maniac goat, whatever. And, 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 and they did the, the people that, that saw the one on the trail in Washington, the people that, that saw this one on the side of the road in Tucson, the one in Flagstaff, all the people said the same thing that they got a very, very, very malevolent feeling from it. Mm-hmm. They yep. felt like they were, that it was just evil incarnate and that it was a very evil entity. One of the things that I think that that it, this is weird, you know, I think that that what if this thing was bred by Lemurians or Atlanteans or something, and what if that its job was to to cut wood or be a butcher or something that it uses a cleaver or an axe? I, I don't know. I'm just trying to speculate here, but like, what if that's what it was? What if it was genetically modified to and created to do something like a a manual labor chore that involved the axe? I see where you're going with that. Yeah, that could be possible, too. That way, it's almost a customary tool for them as time went on. Mm -hmm. What if it was a wood chopper? And they're like, you know what? Goats are hardy animals. They can climb up in places that humans can't. They can, you know, so the Anunnaki or the the, whatever you want to call them, you know, they decided to breed these things. And the, the, the Nephilim, you know, they could be like with the watchers, you know, manipulation. I mean, I I don't know. I'm just, there's all kinds of theories you could postulate on. And I'm just trying to give the audience food for thought, but think about it. What if that's what its job was? And then of course, you know, as time went on, me and my old co-host Sal, we had talked about how Dogman, the, the physical version of Dogman, which I think are the Cynocephali, they could be, you know, what if they, they, your civilization, and they kind of degressed into you know whatever and they Maybe. still have these supernatural abilities because they they have you know hmm. it's just bred that, into them that could very well be and it's just like things remembered in a way yeah you know they remember using these tools and they just they still know how to do it so yeah that could be i could see that actually passed that down yeah, I mean. yeah it's traditional for them it is weird, though, when you consider how many different types of these creatures there are. I mean, it's just like there's so many different variants of the of the goat man. I mean, when you get into 
the whole what is the goat man you don't think of them as having this many different versions no we probably should i mean like you said earlier the sasquatch how there's so many variants of them those are regional variations so maybe there's some regional variations going on with these guys too in a way yeah yeah i mean it could be it seems far-fetched to say it that way but you know anything is possible in this field yeah I mean, it's, it's weird. You get these stories and then you, you, you know, and you have all this, like these bridges that you researched, you know, there's all these bridges and you get all these weird stories out of these bridges. And if you notice, if you notice though, there's, there's, it's all, there's bridges are very popular with goat man. Yep. You don't hear dog man and bridges. You don't hear Sasquatch and bridges. You hear goat man. Now, right outside of uh, here and outside of Austin, there's a town called Maynard. I have a guard there right now. Um, we actually, you know, we do security there, right there in Manor, uh, Will Barger Bridge. Now, Will Barger Bridge is known for Goatman. My friend Loki and Chief, you know, Chief's been on the show multiple times. He's actually a PRT uh, a researcher. He does field research and brings stories. There was a story we talked about when Chief was on the show near a church where there was a Goatman seen, you know, right there to the right on the side of the road. It's very weird. I mean, you got Will Barger Bridge, okay, Hoxie Bridge and Taylor. There, I got a, I, I talked about that on the episode of PRT about the Hoxie Bridge. There, there was a Goatman sighting there. You know, I mean, you got Goatman sightings Hoxie Bridge. You got Goatman sightings Will Barger Bridge. Goatman sightings at the Alton Bridge. Goatman sightings at the, uh, at the the Trussell Bridge. I mean, like you know, why is it? And then you got these this story. Now think about this: the Billy Goats Gruff. You know. Oh. Think about that. I mean, you have this this Germanic stories. This this girl uh, used to be a, a big uh, listener of the show. I've, I haven't heard from her in a long time, but she used to listen to my show regularly. And she sent me a story on Messenger, and it was about a giant, an ancient book. Almost, I say ancient. It was like old book, you know, from like four or five hundred years ago. So old that the pages were, ba- or you know, you could barely. Uh, and it was a leather bound book and the, and the pictures were, were, it was a reprinted book that was 200 years old, but it was reprinted from like the medieval times. So let's put, let's put it that way. And it was a leather bound book, you know, so this book that was, was made in the 1800s was a reprinted copy of a book from the, like the 1400s. Okay. So, so it was like a long time ago, you know? Like from the middle medieval times, whatever the dark ages, whatever the the mid whatever, the fourteen twelve or what the fourteenth century would be the thirteen hundreds. Okay, so it was a reprinted book, but she said that the 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 stories were there, and whenever they would talk about the wolves, they would look like werewolves. When they talked about the goats, they looked like goat men. Interesting. So that that and it was a Germanic book. She said it was from the G- Germans. But it was like they they were there were she found that there were different uh, versions of it that were from the Dutch like the Netherlands whatever, uh, and it was an it was an old book as she said she she remembered it as a kid, and I just remember reading the, the the story and I think I talked about it on my show at some point, or but it was like and I might have t- or I might have talked about it on another person's show but I just remember her telling me about this book and and I read it and she was saying that the the pictures in the book were of like dog men goat men. I'd love to see that book. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she said it was something from when she was a child, you know, when she was like 10, 11 years old or something like that. But, you know, it was weird though. I mean, like she says she remembers specifically though, that that book, it was an old, old book that was a couple hundred years old. Pages were, you could barely like touch them, you know, and mm-hmm. her grandma, it was her grandmother's book, but it was also a reprinted copy of a book from way long ago, like three, 400 years before. Very interesting. So wow. that's, that's interesting. And then when you think of like, you know, the, the, the pictures being drawn of, of the goats as being like, okay, the, the Billy goats gruff, you know, they, they were drawn as goat men. That is interesting. It makes you wonder if they were really seeing these things. Well, yeah. And they, and then the bridge aspect, I mean, come on, it's weird. I mean, I gotta wonder if the bridges are conduits of sorts. Maybe they need water. some kind of energy. Yeah. There's flowing about- water. Yeah, it gives them power, energy of sorts. Well, we are coming to the close of hour two, Josh. Yeah, yeah, and and it's been it's been good, good good yeah, stories, excellent. good discussions. We we got our information out there, and uh, hope everybody enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to me ramble. And yep, so that's a, a goodbye from me, and that's a goodbye from Josh, and we will see you guys next time. <laughs>